Good morning, vegan patriot listeners. Thanks for your patience while I've taken five eons to, you know, just piece anything together. Um, the reality is, I'm sure I've mentioned this a thousand times, but for anybody new who's just listening, um, I mean, I've been doing quite a lot uh, in this heat. Um, I've been helping some stray cats. I've been you know, trying to make money in other sectors. I've been, uh, going to these events, um, and trying to have a social life, which is, as we know, usually the first thing that gets put to the back burner for me is any, anything fun, right? Uh, so my girlfriend's got, uh, well, she's been with her high school sweetheart forever. So, you know, I'm almost 30. So we've, uh, We've known him forever. He actually has been out to Arizona with her and her kids. So I got, uh, my girlfriend invited me to go to Cleveland for uh, their official wedding finally, which was amazing. And the reason that I'm even bringing that up, of course I needed a mental break, but that didn't last very long. um, Because like I've mentioned, it's really strange. You know, I have so much to talk about actually, but I'm gonna, as usual, try to keep it short, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I just, I have so many thoughts on the last 10 days I was in Ohio. Um, and the fun stuff was great, but it, like I said, it it was about probably four days of fun. And then I got to go quote unquote, see, and I say quote unquote, because I could not touch. Uh, I got to see my family, my mother, my grandmother, and my little sister. I was not allowed in my little sister's house to pee. I could not hug or touch my mother. They did hold my dog plenty, though. Um, So, hey, viral matter, I don't know. But, you know, that was that. Um, I was very upset emotionally, although I had already, you know, spoken to my family. I knew that was the way it was going to be, which is why I did not stay with them. Um, I did not see my dad, but I did see because he was working. Um, I did see my other grandma, though. She is... She's pretty funny. She said she tells my dad to not wear a mask when he goes in her house. So that was all up to her. I I wasn't even, I was totally willing to socially distance because she's like, she's a little younger than my mom's mom, but she's basically the same age. She's almost 80, I think, 79. Um, So she's, she's, you know, higher risk, but she's a little tank and she, she gave me and my girlfriend lots of hugs because my girlfriend's going through the same thing with her parents where she can't touch them. And look, if we don't think this is a little bit of a psychological warfare and we don't see it for what it is right now, guys, listen, for real, this is intentional, okay? Um, One of the hardest things that I, the wedding, I'll start with that and then I'll end with that because it was short-lived, uh, we went for, you know, the night and no one wore masks and no one was afraid. And, uh, I will say, I'll backtrack a little bit. The girls that I was with, uh, for the wedding, they're my horse girlfriends. So we did not all go to the same high school, but we've been riding forever. And, uh, two of them, uh, the girl that I stayed with, my, one of my longtime best childhood friends, um, she still has her horse. And then our other girlfriend, she still has her horse, but uh, me and the girl that got married, um, well, I sold my horse when I moved out west, and uh, her horse, um, she lost him, I think, a few years or a year or two after I moved. Um, he he colicked, I believe, and we lost him. But we're horse girls, so maybe that gives you a little insight onto the fact that most of them are Trump supporters. I'm going to bring this in specifically because it ties into a lot of the dynamics I noticed, um, while I was in Ohio. Uh, they're in the suburban areas. Uh, you know, I I will say at least two out of three are for sure Trump supporters, like big Trump supporters. They are afraid to put open or put out their, uh, Trump supporting signs because there have been a large amount of thefts and attacks on anyone with a Trump sign, which begs you to wonder, right? What is, what's the deal with the tolerant left, right? Are they really that tolerant? Do they know what the word means? Cause I don't think they even know what fascism means at this point. You know, I, I don't think they know a lot of things that, you know, you would think would just be, all you got to do is Google it kids, or maybe they just like renaming things in their own context. Um, and I say kids, cause we know that a lot of the people that don't get this stuff, they're children. They're children. You don't see, well, okay, maybe you see a few. Um, but in large majority, 
I would say that a lot of the destruction and vandalism is coming from the 18 through 35 sector. Um, call me insane. I think you know I'm right. So those tend to be the Biden and Bernie people, as we also already know. I went down to uh, my hometown, and I really hate doxing myself, but it's a very important city, so I'm going to throw out that I'm from Kent State, Ohio. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I, I'm very much, it's it matters to talk about right now, because as you guys know the history of Kent, uh, and you know Caitlin Bennett, you know, she specifically made it a point to go get famous off of Kent's campus, but I agree with her point where I think it was, um, Students can't carry, but guests can, which is weird, okay? You can't be enrolled in the campus to carry a firearm on campus. Does that make sense to anyone? It shouldn't, because it doesn't, but, you know, she still capitalized off my hometown. So anyways, I'm a little, I'm a little salty about that one. But y'all know the history of Kent State shooting in the 70s, okay? Nixon, National Guard, I believe it was Nixon. Um... And now I used to get really angry because Caitlin would say, wouldn't the hippies have wanted guns to defend themselves? And I would have said, I still do say, no, they wouldn't. They were hippies, okay? However, they should have wanted guns, okay? And that is me as an adult, you know, with all the experiences I've had, I would have, I, I, I think that Caitlin was on the right path with what she was discussing and it opened a really important discussion um i don't like how she trolls people in the sense where that's not my style um and it doesn't really get people listening but you know i don't dislike her nearly as much as i wanted to when i was still very very liberal um so back to uh the city itself as we know it is a very liberal city for the state of ohio uh cleveland is by far the most blue corner and metropolitan area I believe my friend from breitbart he mentioned when i first uh we went to a debate in columbus last year um he specifically called cleveland gotham and you know he's not far off it's kind of gotham um it's a really important area to me, though. It's my home. It's where I was, you know, mostly raised. Um, not Cleveland, obviously, but Northeast Ohio. And it's incredible. Just over this season, I haven't been back since I left uh, my parents last winter for, you know, after I did all my medical stuff. Um, it, it's just crazy. Uh, literally, I mean, I, I couldn't get enough pictures of the Biden and BLM signs that were just posted all over downtown Kent. I mean, they were everywhere. Um, literally, truly everywhere. Um, I believe Scott Pressler was also in Kent recently, so that was pretty cool um, to see there's... I think TPUSA got kicked out of Kent State. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure they're not allowed back. Uh, I might be wrong, but I believe one of my friends who goes there was mentioning that. Um, so I don't know who goes to Kent. I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I actually never went to college in Kent, but I grew up the college lifestyle. So especially, a smallish, I mean, it's physically, there's a shit ton of people in there. The population density is not like it, it does, it, it exists. It's a very large population density, but you have to understand about Ohio. It's a very small state with a lot of small cities, physically small. So everybody's packed like sardines over there. I think I've mentioned this now about 12,000 times, but Ohio actually has a five per square mile person population density higher than California. So if y'all think you're um, packed in California, you should check out, you know, the seventh most populated state in the country that the rest of the country wants to pretend doesn't exist. Ohio rant over. Um, about that anyways. <laughs> Guys, listen, I, I take it personally, of course, but I also take it really, really strongly to know how important two of the states I know best are in this cycle right now. They're polar opposite. Uh, Arizona and Ohio get completely different ends of spectrums of uh, finances, economies, community types. Um, again, even with the virus itself, we had a different situation we have 65 or 63 people per square mile versus like one or I think now don't quote me it's either 100 or 285 for Ohio people per square mile so um I'm pretty sure it's two though 200 something but Arizona it doesn't even breach the hundreds okay we have 60 something people per square mile in Arizona very very different just as a general rule of thumb okay different states different economies however you do still have a lot of the working class they're very working class states so they do matter that's why they're purple 
Um, and I'm going to make this a big thing because with the working class states, especially with diverse metropolitan areas, um, such as Ohio and Arizona, both have. However, the, the heavy concentration of people is in the Phoenix metro. Um, my point is, though, okay, people are forgetting that there is, th th this is why Ohio is a port state, okay? It's not off the coast, but it's a dist, I shouldn't say port, it's a distribution state, okay? The heroin and the opioid epidemic. Um, it is the ghost of the middle class and the industrial era. That is what the Rust Belt embodies. That's what it, it's, that's the, that's its legacy, guys. Um, Cleveland reindustrialized with a ton of colleges. So Northeast Ohio is predominantly the bluest part of the state. I know Cincinnati is very red. I believe Columbus is pretty purple. And then you have Cleveland. Um, but it was mind-blowing to me to go home. I did not feel like I was welcome. I did not, not, not by people, okay? I felt, though, that I couldn't speak in ways that I feel very comfortable speaking in Arizona. Um, to honestly, just about, like, anyone, really. Um, D.C., uh, Washington, and Virginia, like, even those people, like, I, I was starting those organic conversations, but... Kent, man, Kent and Akron. I'm gonna say Canton was where I was staying with my girlfriend. Um, north, uh, still northeast Ohio, but not Cleveland. It's a little different over there. It's a little more uh, rural. Not quite rural, but it's it's um, the suburbs are a little more rural. Downtown Canton is a hot mess, but the the metropolitan area and the the you know Canton City general um, region, it's definitely a lot more. Uh, conservative. And that was interesting to me, but it didn't shock me knowing that these are my horse people, you know, and no offense, but we know people with horses tend to have money. I've never found my parents to be the best with budgeting as a child growing up. That's why I'm so anal about budgeting. Um, my, my father, you know, and I, I'm, I'm just gonna, by the way, I'm a daddy's girl. This is like not a bash on my dad. This is genuinely not a bash on my dad. What are you doing? What's in your mouth? Hey! What exactly are you doing over there, sir? Okay. We have some wild cats uh, in this here, in this here uh, part of Arizona, apparently, and they're just doing what they're gonna do. Hi, guys. I'm on a podcast. You, you good in here? Okay. Sorry. The kittens just got a home yesterday, so, or the other day, so it's just the two adult cats left that I have to home, but still a lot of animals in my house that I'm not used to having. So, anyways, back to uh, the disparities in Ohio just alone. The fact that so many of my Trump-supporting friends did not feel comfortable, I've actually also had people reach out to me, um, you know, freaking from high school, dude. Okay. They were following some of my stuff and they're like, listen, none of this makes sense. I didn't know you felt this way. I agree with you. Um, messages like that, which are great by the way, cause that means people are not just a complete lost cause in Ohio. Okay. Um, but, but whew, it's just, um, why, why, why in Kent, you know, um, <laughs> Why are they allowed to put signs up lining? And I mean, I haven't even I haven't even compiled any commentary on what I experienced while I was in Ohio, but I have a lot of videos, I have a lot of pictures. Why was I able to take an unlimited amount of photos of BLM and uh, Biden signs? But I have people messaging me telling me their Trump signs are getting torn down or my girlfriends are saying, oh, we're afraid to put Trump signs in our yard. This is a silence of democracy. You get, you get this, right? Little kids that are destroying and looting things. You get your silencing the process you claim. Does it only matter to you because that's what you want? Yes, that's what children feel. That's, that's the embodiment of a child, okay? These are children voting for Biden uh, in excess and Bernie. And it's so obvious right now. It's ridiculous. It's obvious if you care about any of these things I'm talking about, such as, you know, <laughs> the democratic process. But no, no, you're going to see the people in Ohio. They're terrified of putting their shit up and supporting Donald Trump. 
they're terrified because of, but there's, that's not gonna change their vote. All it changes is showing the rest of the people around them that things, you know, they believe in a certain thing for a certain reason. What we're doing by causing all of this chaos, we're silencing ideas, we're silencing debates. Um, you know, it's gross. And uh, that's really the furthest I'll get into that part of Ohio because I didn't spend much time in my home area in Ohio because I wasn't in an area that I really felt that welcome. I felt, I found that like, you know, my best friend's over there. So I was with him um, and his girlfriend for a bonfire. And, uh, you know, I had some pretty productive conversations. I tried to keep it not in politics, but people ask me like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, I mean, this stuff. <laughs> uh, so it kind of just comes out. On top of that, uh, Baked Alaska hit me up. I didn't even realize that um, we had a, the debates were in Cleveland, but apparently the first presidential debates. Now I'm making this podcast right now after you guys all probably know Trump has tested for coronavirus. You'll probably realize that by now RBG is dead. And we've appointed Amy Coney Beret, I think that's her name, uh, as our new Supreme Court Justice. She is conservative, but I've been reading a couple of disparities on her. Uh, I keep using that word, sorry. Um, discrepancies, I guess, would be the word I meant to use. Um, she seems to be a good pick, though, uh, from the surface amount of research I've been able to do on her. Um, I won't even get into that because I don't think that's actually that important. I mean, it's important, guys. You should understand how this stuff all goes. Like, don't get me wrong. But I just literally, I saw the last Trump rally in Phoenix before COVID hit. And I just saw the last Trump debate with Joe Biden, the first one that was held publicly until he got diagnosed with COVID. I don't know about anything with y'all and your conspiracies, but the timing on some of this stuff is whack, okay? Um, very interesting at a minimum. Uh, maybe coincidental, maybe intentional, we don't know. But interesting, at least. Um, so I did go to, uh, so long story short, my girlfriends helped me, you know, get to Ohio, and then I had plenty of places to stay with my friends, just not my family, which was a bummer. Um, and like I said, this election, year this whole year has really highlighted the differences and why people feel the way they do it's getting people out of the shadows a little bit more um i was very excited this is the last i'll mention about my friends and like how much i love ohio uh you know just as a person this is my home too as much as california or arizona um i will say i got uh most of my friends the one my girlfriend i stayed with i think i mentioned um she is autoimmune. So she was very cautious with the virus initially. Um, very, very cautious. And she now does not wear a mask. Okay. And she, you know, she has the condition I have and she's diabetes, diabetic. Um, I mean, look, dude, I'm completely comfortable social distancing and not wearing a mask because that scientifically at least makes sense. Right. We can say that the virus is real, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, like I said, my other girlfriend, um, she's from Kent, but she doesn't live in Kent. So we were in a city nearby at her place for a little bit. She's the one who hugged my grandma. Um, I, I just, I don't know. My friends, we kept going out into places and I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask. They're like, oh, wear a mask. Well, by the end of the trip, I'll tell you, I had at least three of them just openly going in, no masks. Uh, they were a little uncomfortable at first, but like I said, as long as you socially distance, I would say 90% of the businesses are not going to give you shit. Um, it's weird. The lifts and Ubers in Ohio, you have to sit in the back seat. You cannot sit in the front. Um, so that was interesting too, but they didn't care about the masks. Um, in fact, I had a great conversation, um, with a couple of people in Ohio that were very, they were obviously going to be voting Trump likely, or they see that this makes no sense at the minimum. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Cause I would say we went into a bar in Akron, my one girlfriend and I, no masks, no one said anything. And then my other girlfriend, the one I was staying with, um, basically she just was not wearing a mask the whole time she was with me. And I felt pretty excited about that. Like she had some balls and I feel like I helped her get them. 
Um, and then my, my, my guy friend, like, uh, he, uh, took me to the airport after I, you know, the debates, um, and, uh, we hung out for, like, I don't know, a couple hours, and we hopped in my ride chair, and sure as shit, like, he didn't wear a mask, and we didn't get yelled at, so, I don't know, that was pretty cool for me to experience, like, ah, guys, just speak up a little more, be a little, a little, you don't have to be, like, explosive and in people's faces, just confidently do what you think is right, confidently talk and bring conversations up that actually are relevant, guys, it's not politics, it's in our faces, this is 2020, is, it's, no one can run from this this year, y'all get it? Ignoring it's not making it go away. It's not how this goes. So it's not all politics, it's life. And I don't know how many people need me to say that over and over again, but I do think it matters and it's really important to hold that concept because I mean, really, like this is stuff that's going to affect us now. It is affecting us now. This is stuff that's going to affect us in the future. It's going to affect our children. We can't sit by and pretend it's not happening and then wonder why it's bad later on. So I've had to have this lecture with a lot of my friends. Um, but, you know, I'm going to say the, the the nice part, like I said, you can't run. You can't run, dude. Like, this is all in front of our faces. Sure, I went home. Sure, I saw people I love and care about. Like... You know, sure, I even got to see, quote-unquote, see my family. Um, now, I could use the restrooms at my other friends' houses, not my sister's house. I had to walk to the gas station to go to the bathroom. Maskless, by the way. Socially distanced, but maskless. And uh, couldn't go potty in my sister's house. And as you guys know with my pots, that is a uh, kind of a death sentence with my bladder. So I had to walk up and down a hill, which actually raised my heart rate quite a bit because hills, um, a very steep hill to go to the gas station and then continuously go back up and down to my sister's. However, we had established when I came back that that was going to be the case. So, um, it wasn't like I was too shocked about any of that. Um, it's just too bad. And it was really sad because last thing I'll mention about this really truly is, uh, the worst part was my grandma, um, my mom's mom. She had you know, made sure she came over to see me. She was six feet away. I had offered to wear a mask, but no one really made me wear a mask. They just like did what I think they would have done with me wearing a mask or not, which was sit very far and like, you know, talk to me from a distance, of course. And my grandma, who is a counselor and, or was, oh God, she's so sweet. She's like the most amazing human. I had her all throughout grade school. She's the one who doesn't want to admit that Part of the reason she got let go of, uh, she was on her way to retirement, but there was an Obama era policy that is directly contributed to why she got fired. Well, not fired, but she wasn't asked to come back and sub, which was really messed up because, um, my grandma is a beloved like figure in that city and it doesn't matter. But my sweet, precious, amazing grandma, I just wanted to hug her. I know, I can't. I think I... Actually, she's the one who was in Florida. If you guys go back to those podcasts early on when this all started, I was I was having nightmares about her flying, okay? Like, I wasn't comfortable either. And I've been, from the start and to the end, saying the exact same thing as I have been about the virus. High-risk people stay inside. You know, low-risk people go out and expose yourselves and build an immunity. I've literally never changed from start to finish how I feel about this. I have though changed how serious I think that this is in comparison to other things. Now, I that's why I said even with my other grandma, when I hugged her, I was a little cautious and she had to make that decision. I wasn't going to make it for her. But my, my mom's mom, like I said, she is like my second mom in a lot of ways. Like she's so important to me. She is just this amazing little, beautiful little social creature that she is very, very democratic. I've spoken about her a thousand times and how it's hard to talk to her right now about things because all it it possibly comes out of her mouth is like, it's like she literally will twist everything and it's, it it doesn't matter. The the craziest thing I'm going to point out right now and stop with this side note is, do you notice guys how, I don't know if y'all notice, but I have a lot of liberal friends or people that I know and I met many of them while I was in Ohio and the ones that are awake, they see things don't make sense 
But somehow, even though it was the Trump people that called all this, months before all of these things happened, now they're not conspiracy theorists. They are conspiracy theorists, but the, the left is saying that it's, you know, a, it's Trump that's causing all of this. And it's like, dude, yo, check your news, bro. Are you paying any attention or do you just want to spew bullshit? Because I'm pretty sure 90% of this prediction shit where we all followed information that nobody on the left wanted to follow, it came from Trump people. So yeah, sure, I'm so sure it's Trump though. Because everything the Trump people predicted for the most part has come true. So uh, yeah, I'm going to venture to say you guys have it backwards, but that's what the left does. They love to twist, manipulate, and that's just their thing. Um, make it however they want to make it sound so it's emotionally compelling. Unfortunately, the people that buy that are the people like my grandmother. So back to uh, wanting to touch my grandmother. That sounds really dirty. I don't mean it like that, obviously. Um, guidance counselor. So as she is talking to me from six feet apart in my sister's backyard, Oh, she's trying to tell me these uh, calming techniques, which, um, because according to her, the suicide rate has gone up. And no shit, Grandma, I think I've been mentioning this since the very beginning. Um, I've been mentioning this along with a million other things since the beginning that you now seem to only just be barely acknowledging, you know, on the surface. And it's frustrating, but uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, the suicide rates have gone up. What do you fucking think is going to expect? That Yeah, we have riots. What do you literally, like, the, the emotional and social climate of society has become disrupted. Like, that's literally just basic human psychology. And anyone knowing history or basic human psychology should get that those things were probable, if not likely. Um, yeah, yeah, riots, suicides, deaths, robberies, blah, blah, blah. Like, duh, crime. Okay, yeah, we just put the country on lockdown and we shoved them into boxes and told them they couldn't touch their friends or family for months, even though we were told it was going to be two weeks. <laughs> I'm just literally saying, D-U-H, obvi, hello, do I for real literally have to recap all of the information that we've all been talking about and i say we all as in like you know the slightly right-leaning side or the full far right-leaning side um we have been accurate about a lot of these things okay not like we wanted to be like i said i didn't know scottsdale was going to happen okay so i'm not claiming i was right about it all i never thought it would happen in scottsdale and here we are i'm not right about everything not like i wanted to be right about that but grandma says um because of the suicides going up, blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, and I'm telling you guys this because it insul it's insulting to hear her talk sometimes. Like, for the most amazing human that I know she is, and she is just, she's just clueless, dude. She's part of the clueless. Um, and she doesn't want to wake up. And, you know, at that age, she's like 80-something, like 83. At that age, dude, you know, hey, I kind of get it too, okay? I kind of get it. It's not healthy, and it's really worse for the society that she claims you know her grandchildren are going to be in but sure grandma you be you be delusional and imagine whatever the hell you want to imagine and i'm, I'm gonna say i love you and call it a day but the, she wanted to talk about touching techniques because people can't touch each other right now like the hugging thing you know and I, I touching sounds really dirty guys sorry we're not talking about the sex trafficking ring right now um but seriously like the whole uh the whole human contact part of it, right? Um, and like I said, hugging my other grandma was like, it was magic. I needed it, okay? And my girlfriend who can't hug her parents, she needed it. That's why she hugged my grandma as well. So my grandma openly hugged both of us. We needed it, okay? That's, you know, cool. If, if you're so scared though that like, you're not gonna touch your family members at all or anyone, like dude, like my immediate family seems to be. Now my dad's not so much like that, but like I said, he goes into his mom's house. She tells him not to wear a mask, but he does live with my mother, um, who is very, very much on the, I would rather caution on the side of error. Um, so whatever, but that's how my immediate family is. They just, they're not touching each other right now. Um, so grandma tries to demonstrate this like technique where she's like oh yeah if you just touch your shoulders right here it's supposed to help release blah 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 and I'm like grandma you're insulting like I didn't even know how to continue the conversation you're insulting 
the, the crap ton of people that are already exposed and have been able to touch each other and their loved ones for months, you're insulting them by your stupid counseling bullshit. Pure psychological warfare, okay? And you are only enabling it. And I didn't tell her this, but that was the hardest part for me. Um, sure, Grandma, you can stay inside and not touch people. I'm not really okay with that either, but that's your choice. But by acting like it's fucking normal to touch your shoulders instead of a human when none of this makes sense, you are only encouraging this bullshit and you're encouraging this divide. People need to step the fuck out, take the politicians out of it, and say, look, none of this makes any fucking sense. Oh, no, a lot of people would rather, you know, cling on to that extra five seconds of life instead of a quality of life. That's what I'm noticing with these people that are still wearing masks. They're not worried. They're not worried about the quality of life, okay? They're worried about living, okay? So they're willing to die for an extra five seconds to a couple of months. This is, this is their mindset, okay? If it means that they can only look at people through a glass. Guys, fix your fucking brains if you think this way. Think real hard about whatever the hell is going on right now if you go out and you literally didn't get to touch, hug, or see your family for a year over this shit, yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem. That's a little sick, twisted, and demented. But, you know, my opinion aside, that was uh, that was the extent of my trip. Like I said, there were the positives. I, I was so happy to be with my friends and see who kind of was like, got this and, and saw it didn't make sense. And it was cool that I got to kind of, you know, I don't know, like get people a little more confident with the mask shit. Cause these are a lot of people that went out that said it was bullshit, but they weren't comfortable because of how people stare at them. Um, and I know I'm a little brat about it. I'm very, <laughs> I'm me. You guys know how I feel about the masks by now. So, um, then I went to, I, I basically, uh, extended my trip. Um, I stayed with my girlfriend a little longer, but, uh, I ended up going to the debates with Baked Alaska and we ended up getting split. So no, I am not on his live stream. Do not look for me. I'm not on it. Um, but uh, I might be in some more in the future, but that's that's just a might because you guys know how I feel about my face going everywhere. Um, <laughs> we did uh, go together though and that was awesome. And like we basically got... Uh, we got split up. Yeah, Chaggett was driving and um, Baked ended up like walking. But like, this is what I want to talk about Cleveland specifically about. I have never been to any type of event this heavily guarded. And I thought possibly, I mean, I've been to a few Trump events now. They were never like this, okay? Um, I also know Biden was involved, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I'm sure it was because there were two presidential candidates. It was ex extra heavily guarded. But Chag and I couldn't find Baked because we couldn't get directly to where we were supposed to be able to get. Um, there was about three or four protests planned. And uh, we couldn't actually access on foot any of them. And, like, I had to explain to Chagat, like, dude, like, if you're at an event like this, the Ubers and Lyfts, if they come to get you, they end up lit. They're never on time. They usually take twice the amount of time because they're going through crowds, they're going through whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's just a lot of chaos. So sometimes it is faster to walk on foot. Even me with my medical stuff, it, like to be quite honest, it helps me more to keep moving. <laughs> now this is me running off of adrenaline, by the way. Uh, if I get to the point where I'm exhausted and my heart is racing and I'm not in a position to sit, Standing is worse than for me to just keep walking. So, personally, standing or waiting for a Lyft or an Uber for twice the amount of time uh, usually doesn't really help me, but I don't think it helps anyone in general to start with, so there's that. Um, basically, we... What was it? We ended up getting blocked off on our way to go try we were we were like dude like everywhere we went like we weren't able to get through like there was nowhere to get downtown even to the protest areas which i did end up finding the protest area eventually by the way but it was not quite at the time they said um the cops were oh man there was a layer of police officer in every direction and i 
think there was about three that were just phenomenal, kind, helpful. I think they were just general Cleveland PD. Um, there was a national guard. I was waving at the horses. They were super cute. They were waving back. Like, you know, like they're different guys. Okay. And then there were plenty of scarier officers around. Okay. I don't know who they were all for. SWAT was there for sure. I've got plenty of pictures of snipers on the rooftops all around. Okay. Listen, dude, I've never been to an event this heavily guarded. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I literally did think for a second, maybe it was because of Cleveland, you know, like Cleveland's what the 10th worst city in the country. And <laughs> I did have a good time getting lost walking around, but uh, I did make sure I had an extra weapon of choice uh, just in case I had to get a little knife while I was, um, in town, but, uh, that's all I had. Okay. And East Cleveland is not where people want to walk around. People that go to Cleveland, go to the flats. They don't go to East Cleveland and Euclid and the, the campus area for uh, Cleveland clinic. It's not, uh, not the best area. Okay. I think there's a slightly worse area very nearby. It wasn't in the worst, but I wasn't in a great area. And then let's just mention it wasn't a great area for Cleveland. So, uh, that was interesting. But Chagan and I got blocked off by um, National Guard. They had all their horses lined up. They said Biden was coming through, but no one ever came through. They kept telling everybody 15 minutes, 15 minutes. So Chagan was like, Chagan was like, dude, I'm, I'm over this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to still get some content. Like, I'm here. I'm going to wait for Biden. He went back to the car. He found Baked later. Um, they ended up meeting each other. I was still, you know, like doing my thing. I ended up at the Wade Oval area. Um, there was a maskless BLM supporter, or sorry, not BLM, MAGA supporter, and she was black, a black MAGA girl. And she was having some type of a standoff with uh, a BLM, black BLM girl. Um, who they, I will say this is the only, uh, BLM protest I've ever been to where I actually saw them actively enforcing mask stuff, which I was pretty impressed with. Um, y'all know I go with the masks anyways, plus it was freezing. So I'm not going to lie. Like it actually like was helpful because it kept the heat towards my face. So I wasn't upset with the masks this time, just for the record. I was totally down to wear one. Um, <laughs> it, it kept the really bitter cold air from like whipping in my, you know, face. So I'm, I'm not hating on the mask this trip, but, um, the MAGA supporter, she did not have a mask on. I've got pictures of that. Um, it did start to get dark and I do know that my Lyft driver that ended up coming to get me, he ultimately, uh, said that I was for sure his last, um, trip out into the area for the night because we didn't know what was going to go on. But um, that was pretty much that at that point I was like, all right, I've been walking around forever. I, I needed to rest. I took Abby out and I think I like crashed that night or something like that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've never, ever seen any event that heavily guarded. And I think that that's important. There's something to that guys. And, um, y'all don't think it's a little weird that Trump just suddenly quote unquote gets COVID. Uh, I'm not a Q person, but there is a lot of things that Q has been pointing out that like maybe we should pay a little bit more attention to because it's, it's the nuance in some of the things Trump is saying um, and the events that have been happening around before or right after the things Trump has said, the, gest the gestures he's made. Like, guys, there's something going on. I mean... I've not only been saying this for a while, and you know I like to keep it pragmatic, but I think it's um, the Antifa stuff and, and my footage getting, you know, replaced. Uh, that one night in Phoenix, guys, there's something happening. The government knows what's up, but who is on our side here is the question, right? Um, I believe that uh, Jorge Ventura got arrested and charged um, in Louisville the other night. Um, I did a video about basically the citizen journalist stuff on uh my instagram but i'll do a recap here in case you guys aren't on it um essentially they got charged for not dispersing um and they they did get charged uh with proper press credentials so knowing that a lot of the citizen journalists including ones working for bigger outlets or for nobody both okay they're getting charged with things and then Antifa's attacking people, right? Like, 
what's the problem with the people with the cameras here, yo? Unless things are being done and you can't prove that, like, you're instigating, what is the problem with the people with the cameras? Something, someone, doesn't like the people with the cameras. And you know what the fucking hell that says to me? There's only one thing that says to me. That says somebody wants to suppress some truth. Who? Is it a collective? Is it one person? You guys can go to Soros. You guys can go to wherever you want to go with that one. That is just the simple question I have though, okay? Why are the people with the cameras who are actually just there to observe and document, which is what I am doing when I go out and do these things, why are they under such attack, okay? That should be a question y'all need to ask yourselves. It shouldn't be because if everybody's out in public, by law, everybody has a right to record. So that stuff's a little creepy. You don't hear as much about the police with um, protesters or with uh, journalists as you do uh, the protesters because the protesters are clearly the ones causing the chaos. Um, But you do have to wonder why at all. Um, And I'm not even going to bring up a couple of patterns. I'm starting to wonder if I'm on a list. Um, But there's been some weird stuff happening to me. Um, It's minimal, of course, uh, obviously, or I would be telling you about bigger stories. But I've had a large collection of uh, cops pulling me over. Um, (laughs) And again, they've been nice, but it's been for arbitrary shit like my seatbelt. Apparently, I was... uh, you know, on my GPS in Beverly Hills, um, I, uh, was at a red light for the fucking record. Okay. I didn't have a handheld device, which apparently it's illegal. Um, which is crazy because, you know, I was at a red light, but anyways, arbitrary stuff, right? So if the cops, my question is if the cops, and I'm not saying all cops are bad. I've never kissed ass for anybody from the start. So you know that I'm just being pragmatic here and I'm just saying the questions I have, which everybody should be asking because these things don't make sense. Um, why am I getting a seatbelt ticket during a, a global and, and national pandemic where most people don't have jobs? Um, or there's a, you know, well, the answer is okay. They're padding their pockets in these police departments. So maybe that's why I'm just getting the little baby, you know, slaps on the wrists. Um, I got one for uh, a Indian reservation recently and you know, that's not going to go on my record and it's dirt cheap compared to the cities. Okay. But I've never, never in the seven years I've been in Arizona, I've been pulled over by anyone on the Indian reservation. Okay. Um, Beverly Hills. I haven't been pulled over in California literally for the last two years and eight months. Okay. Capiche? That's a long ass time to not get pulled over. I don't get pulled over in Arizona, really. I have probably been pulled over and ticketed now. Now I'm fighting at least two of them. I paid for the seatbelt one because like I said, priorities, right? There's a couple though that I'll definitely be fighting. Um, It's just weird, you know, with um, all the violence and chaos going on, you would think that the police would be focusing on that, but yet you still hear, and I've actually was talking to someone else. They said they've been pulled over more in their life than they've ever been. Guys, I don't know what's going on. Okay. A lot of people have lost their Facebook accounts. A lot of people, their Instagrams all just got deleted today. Um, there's a purge of information. Okay. And it's creepy. There's a purge of information and it's creepy. I'm going to say it one more time. There is a purge of information and it's fucking creepy. I've been saying this since my vegan days with the egg egg laws. Now apply the egg egg law to the rest of this whole fucking situation. I'm never going to let that one go. Because if you guys can't identify how those two are connected, you probably shouldn't be voting. Um, And I don't know where you're getting your information from. But if you're actually paying attention, you notice that none of this makes sense. We are having an era of... I think there's a lot of evil going on, guys, and you know how I feel about religion. There is so much evil going on, and I can't wipe it from my eyes. There's there's stuff. The Proud Boys, again, the Proud Boys are being attacked. Trump just said he didn't know them. He asked them to stand down. Yo, dude, they never instigated shit to start with. Sure, the Proud Boys can be loud, and they're definitely fucking patriots, and they want to make sure that, you know, the terrorists, which are very much Antifa, and the white supremacists, anyone creating chaos right now and, and scaring um, family members, community members. Okay, that's why the Proud Boys are going out and doing this. 
because they have people they care about in these highly terrorized areas. Why else do you think they're going to Portland and Washington, okay? They're two of the worst. And I said to my mom, I don't think Arizona has a lot of Proud Boys because we have a lot of our own individual militia groups out here. Um, the difference though between Proud Boys and a lot of Arizona militia groups is that the militia groups in Arizona really don't like the police, they don't trust them. Um, and they do not openly uh, kiss ass with the cops. However, they have been willing to work with them a few times during uh, all of this stuff going down. But Proud Boys openly, they're for the blue, okay? And they're openly Trump people. A lot of people in Arizona, the militia groups, are not really full fans of Trump. So there is this weird, interesting dynamic, but the concept at the end of the day is the same. Why is the media making all of these people look as if they're white supremacist Nazis? We know there's a ton of minorities that are going out there defending their communities. And as a person who was there, nothing could have made me happier than the night I was able to go out in my own city, not thinking that I was going to have to watch my city get burned and looted in front of me again. I'm grateful for our militia that helped the police, okay? I was there when everything got destroyed. I watched the cops not do very much too. Next night though, our city that had just fucking reopened was actually able to thrive a little on what was left after what happened in our city the night before because of these armed militia groups. They care about their communities, the people that are in them. Sure, there's probably some personal bias, but we're getting back down to community right now. Some of these people came out because they had a mother that owned a business over here or they had family or friends. You know, they cared about the people in these communities. They're not touching the city of Phoenix. Phoenix doesn't want their help. They're helping the suburbs where they have people they care about. So the Proud Boys, in essence, are doing that in, these, in large groups, though. So why, when they're not the ones causing this chaos, are they being turned into the monsters they're being turned into with the mainstream media? It makes no sense. Except for when you look at where, you know, Bloomberg's funding earlier in, what, January, there was a lot of uh, talk about anti-gun campaigning. And you gotta wonder... Um, with the Kyle Rittenhouse smears with, um, you know, turning Hispanic, Black, and Asian Proud Boys and militia groups. I'm, I'm, I, I know nobody likes me to say that word militia groups, but let's be real. They kind of are, okay? Um, and we have that right in, in this country that's our constitutional right to, you know, bear arms. Um, so get over the word. I know it sounds awful to fed the alphabet boys, whatever. And I'm probably saying things that people, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I'm calling everything for how I'm seeing it. I don't give personal information out, but I talk to a lot of people and these are the observations I'm getting from them. And uh, I don't know in depth a lot of the deep dark secrets of everyone I talk to and I don't want to. Um, but I can tell you as a citizen who did not enjoy what happened in her own backyard to be able to go out and uh, be able to do that and know that there were people on my side and my city's side that felt really good um and i know a lot of proud boys so what in the hell is the media doing they're pretending antifa doesn't exist they exist obviously um you know i just <laughs> some scary dark shit going on and people know more than we do and I'm gonna keep trying to figure out what I can that puts me and the people I care about ahead of the game that's really the main reason I've been getting involved at all because I like to know what's going on I don't like to be told what's going on I like to know what's going on and there's a limit obviously I don't need to know everything but um guys be careful for real Things are only amping up. We just had a riot, I guess, in Phoenix downtown last night, but uh, I didn't feel too hot, so I passed out kind of early. Um, I just, I've never seen that much um, security for an event ever. And I know that my girlfriend in DC said that the walkaway march had a similar situation happening. So I think things are amping up. I think that, um, we need to be focused on our communities and the people around us and the people we care about. And, you know, we can't fix... 
I can't change my mom and my grandma and my sister's mindsets. And human nature, you don't change people's mindsets. You give them information and they make their own decisions, okay? You can't make people get what's going on by now if they don't want to. Um, you can't help everybody. You can try to inform people. Like I said, it's not always not a cure-all. Information is incredibly powerful, but it is not a cure-all. So at the end of the day, try and stay as informed as you can. Uh, and, you know, communicate with the people around you. And ham radio networks, guys, like, this is all real. This is all possible. And we can't keep expecting for technology and society the way it's been the last couple of years to not have some type of a collapse at some point. And what better time than now, right? To just start getting... Um, connected um and unreliant on what we've been reliant on for so long because all of it is an illusion and it can just disappear in the blink of an eye i don't know how to fly a plane i don't know i'm working on the ham radio stuff okay but um i don't know think about it talk to the people around you um ask questions but only ask them right now to stay out of the worst of it and um just just stay safe guys i think things are amping up really really heavily and uh we knew they would but i repeat stay safe and uh do your best to focus on what you can do and you have control over and then stay as informed as you can be and i guess that's all i got for the day so that was my ohio trip and um ohio during the year of 2020 a whole different place than where i left it and i was so so happy to get back to my sunshine but um you know sad it's all sad so i hope you guys are uh not not doing too bad you're hanging in there hopefully your families are willing to touch you um and hug you and be people um but uh yeah stay safe and i may or may not be back before the elections are over um But uh, I'll definitely be back. So stay tuned. Bye, guys.